Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to the Fatback Four for this Sunday night. I am Gav, that is Shawnee, Grizz and Keith. And we have a packed show ahead for tonight. We are going to give away our PlayStation 5 with FIFA 21. Because we passed 10k, because it's all sound. Um, we are going to give the announcement on the winner of the Predictor Ace. Uh, competition which we ran from the start of the season. We're going to talk about our merchandise. We're going to talk about all our profits from June going to the C- Sienna cause and how you can help that out. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Grizz on his bike we're going to have developments on that and also Grizz is going to pick an Indian meal for me to eat that's all part of the 10k stuff Shawnee and Keith got away with murder um, but Shawnee of course if I'm baptized I think is in a Mickey Mouse outfit I think for fucking something like that so um, his day may come um, Keith's throwing himself in a canal if we sell 75 tickets for Sienna so there you go his day may come but overall um, tonight is about having the laugh it's about looking back at the season in a slightly different way we've done shows over the last week or two about season reviews, you know, the good, the bad, the indifferent. We're going to look at Liverpool and the Premier League tonight, plus your favourite bits from the Fatback Four or in the Tripper shows um, from this season. So I'm going to start with Grizz on the bike because you're all expecting to arrive here and Grizz will be on a bike pedalling away like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, th- th- this, it, that's not happening. Um, and Grizz, there's a very good reason why it's not happening, but you have promised for us to do this next week. But there's seriously, there's a good reason why it's not happening. Yeah, look, I don't want to get into my um, personal stuff, but I've got a bit of a, um, how do you call it? It's pretty nasty. I, I would show this, the viewers if it wasn't X-rated, like it's all around my knee, okay. shin area. No? Thank God you said knee and shin. Yeah, Thanks. yeah, yeah. no, I can't show them. But yeah, it's a, it's something called um, cellulitis, not cellulite. Like I've right. got plenty of that. Don't get me wrong. But this is like a like a skin infection type thing and look it's no excuse I'm, I'm a man of my word i will do it i will do the bike ride you know i've got one you know yeah. it's in the back of the garage right yeah and you know i'm gonna do it it's just look it's been delayed oh, we, by a week. we're definitely making you do it yeah. oh we're definitely gonna you know i'm definitely doing it as well like you know next week so, will come on and claim he has a puncture on the thing for fuck's sake yeah, it, 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 it may go there it may go there excuses may get worse and worse but now nah. need to get a DOE for it 
Genuine. <laughs> this week is genuine, genuine lads, absolutely genuine. Okay, um, well, look, as I said, um, favorite moments from the trippers. Bring we'll get we'll give you a shout out when to throw them in because it's hard to keep track of them throughout the show, but we will get to them. But, um, uh, I want to start off with a couple of a couple of bits around the season. So, first things first, I think Ruben Neves was given an award for player of the season. I think I've seen today. The Bruin Ruben Neves. Diaz. Ruben, oh, Ruben Diaz. Diaz. Ruben Neves. I've Neves in my head. Someone said Neves there, but going to Arsenal. Um, but Ruben Diaz at City was given, was it the Reuters player? player the, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you have, I think, De Bruyne and Foden winning the, clean, clean sweep. Yeah, De Bruyne got the Players Player of the Year. Okay. Um, and Foden, Young Player of the Year, yeah. So I just wanted to start with you. It was like, Shani. Them three, all Man City. Is there anybody else for you that would look that you would say, nah, he's my player of the year? And I go around the table on this as well. Yeah, I, I would have given it to Harry Kane personally. I, I think, look, he's not flavour of the, the town around here. Of. He's not, honestly, he's not well liked on, in these parts, in this parish, as Keith would say. But Harry Kane has been unbelievable this season. His, his output. It's been incredible. I I don't like him, to be honest with you. I don't like him as a person. Like I, Ever since that time, he swore on his daughter's life about a goal yeah. that he didn't score at Stoke. I just found it hard to take to the fella. Um, but if you look at the role he's taken up this season for sports, like how he's evolved his game, he's unbelievable. He's a false nine and a complete striker at the same time. The way he drops in, his distribution of the ball, how good he is with his back to goal. He he's he's been unbelievable this year and so consistent. And on top of his performances, his numbers have been unbelievable. I don't think Kevin De Bruyne I I, I would have probably had Kevin De Bruyne as probably City's fourth or fifth best player. Yeah. City's fourth or best fifth. I would have had Foden ahead of him. I would have had Cancelo ahead of him. Gundogan ahead of him. Ruben Diaz ahead of him. That would have, that would have been a good few that I would have had ahead of um, ahead of De Bruyne. To be honest with you, um, I'm not sure why he got the award. Uh, PFA isn't normally a popularity contest either. To be fair, so look, the, the best the best known player from the winning team is the one who normally wins the award. I know last year. A few probably felt Jordan Henderson should have won it. Um, I probably think he should have himself. But uh, Harry Kane for me, I really think Harry Kane deserved it. Uh, Barry Devaney and others, um, including Danny Emery, says uh, Gundogan uh, deserved it um, in their opinion. And I go along with that. Just I think Gundogan scored in in especially when City went on that run. You know where they just looked like where they just pulled away, and, and you knew what they were going to win the league. I thought Gundogan was unbelievable. Keith, any other names in there? Yeah, I mean, from what Sean said, um, Kane was unlucky. He's he's changed this season from being just a goal scorer to a, a, an all round player, a creator, dropping in deep, playing in um, Son for a lot of chances. Which you know he hasn't always been that that type of player. He's always had a decent passing range, but he I class him as a very selfish player and not a good selfish player. Very you know 
selfish person. I'm not a fan of Harry Kane, but I do think he was more deserving maybe this year than than the Man City players. And I think it's a I think the City players winning these awards is a, a nod to the fact that they've done nothing but moaned about not winning it in previous seasons. You know when Mo won it, they all felt they should have been De Bruyne. I think that season, um, Virgil winning it. You know they, they've they've done nothing but moan Man City about not getting Player of the Year. So I think this season. Has that been an outstanding player? I don't think that has, to be totally honest with you. I think Kane is in the shake. I think Salah should be in the shake-up for it. And an outsider, I would put Mason Mount up in the, the reckoning for it. Because to me, Mason Mount, he's, or he's not of that, maybe that top top echelon yet. But Chelsea have had a, you know, a Champions League winning season. And that young flu, who I thought was a Frank Lampard um you know, just in there because of Lampard. And when Lampard went, Mount would disappear. I think Mount's been excellent for Chelsea and, and he'd done it in the big game as well. So he's an outside show for me. But look, I think if I'm being honest, Kane probably does deserve it. Deserves some sort of acknowledgement, you know what I mean? Because he, the most goals, the most assists are right there. As a team, they weren't great. And I think what colours a lot of that was there was a period where every single goal that Spurs scored was a Kane assist the son or a son assist the Kane but still over the year I think he's I think Kane deserves it yeah like he does get most assists and most goals grids and it's, it's a good show I just I think Gundogan just like I just thought he was brilliant and, and someone says that he was good for 10 games I think it was a bit more than that but um, anytime I watch Gundogan this season I, I was very 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 impressed by him Grizz who would you go for yeah, I get you. I get the Gundogan shout, um, but I also, I wouldn't say 10 games, but I, I think he had a very slow start. It was just when kind of when we kind of tailed off and Man City got a sniff, a whiff of the title, and then he sort of stepped up. It was, and actually it was, this is why it's quite amusing how Kevin De Bruyne got it, because it was it was when Kevin De Bruyne was injured for a period and, and, and Gundogan just went up levels and everyone, like, Sort of everyone was waiting for a major player from Man City to be injured and say, all right, let's see how they react. And Kevin De Bruyne, even us, us guys were saying, oh, Kevin De Bruyne. Without Kevin De Bruyne, they may stutter. But Gundogan enabled them not to stutter and they went on that mad winning run. But Harry Kane, again, what, what Keith touched on about in terms of the way he's um, adapted his game is credit to him. I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think he had that in him. Um but his footballing IQ is is one of the best around. You can see that he hasn't got that explosive pace. Not that he had it anyway, but he was he was fairly sharpish. That's dropped five ten percent, I'd say. But his but his uh, ability to his his ability and weight of pass is is, is is something that I didn't know he had. And it's been um, as again, I'm like with you guys. I'm not a massive Harry Kane fan. But you've got to give credit where it's due. He's been absolutely superb this season. Record number of assists. I mean, I should know. I, I captained him most week. Just to let everyone in the chat know that I won the... For, uh, Keith, am I saying something wrong? Like, no, no. It just, I factually knew correct? Yeah. Factually, factually correct? Factually correct. 100%. Right. So, yeah, I, I, won, I won the Fantasy Premier League. You're not one to big yourself up. That's all. No, no, no. Of course not. Yeah, absolutely. Of course not. So, Harry Kane was a monster for me. And... You know, I think he very well deserved it this season. But but yeah. I'm not overly fussed, to be honest with you, Gav. Even last year, do you remember when the when there's always noise about, oh, he should win it, he should win it? It doesn't really bother me, uh, to be honest with you. I'm not one to sort of make a big hoo-ha about it. Even when Liverpool, uh, Liverpool players don't get it, 
But if it's, but deservedly, Harry Kane, I think, should have got it this time. So A lot of shouts for Emi Martinez in the chat there, which is a good call because he's been brilliant for Villa as well. Yeah, and you think he was definitely the best goal goalkeeper yeah. in the team of the year. Another shout, like, you can't look like... We watch football for an enjoyment. Well, I do anyway. And the same yeah. players here, you look at like Keith, Keith touched on Mason Mount there. Like, I, I'm with Keith. Everyone was calling him Gareth Southgate's playing teacher's pet and Frank Lampard's teacher's pet, wondering why he was playing. And then all of a sudden, he was just consistently eight out of 10 every week. Yeah. And then you see, he's one of them players where you put him anywhere and he does a job for you. So he, he playing wide for Lampard and then Tuchel come in and just gave him the license to go wherever he wants. And he's been incredible. He's been absolutely incredible. But like Jack Grealish, yeah. Jack Jack Grealish, like for a large part of the season, he, he, he was better than De Bruyne this year for me. Yeah. I have him ahead of De Bruyne. I'd have Luke Shaw ahead yeah. of De Bruyne this year. Someone who consistently performed for nearly 35, 36 games, you'd say. So there's so many to name. I'm, I'm definitely with Keith when, when they were giving out their awards for team of the year. I was expecting Martinez definitely to be in there. Like that. I, I, I had a look at the agenda earlier and one of the, the, se- the sections, I have my idea picked out for that. So we'll talk about that in a bit, I'm sure. Um, Kieran Torrance says Mason Mount will be regarded as, regarded will be regarded as Chelsea's greatest ever player at the end of his career, in his opinion. He's on record saying that. It's funny, though, because Keith said earlier, like, and loads of people thought, you know, uh, a transfer ban, Lampard using youth in, in Abraham and Mason Mount and others. And you thought, like a lot of people thought, when he gets all his money, Mason Mount will disappear. And, and I think that was that kind of looked like it might happen because Lampard was trying to get all these these big money signings into the team and using them horrifically. And it's funny how Tuchel comes along and you think Tuchel should be more used to all these big money signings and look to play them. And he's actually got the best. I think Mason Mount's come on the most under Tuchel yeah. over any player. And he was probably the one, and Abraham, where you go, they'll end up dropping out. But I think he's been absolutely, absolutely excellent, um, Mason Mount. And uh, Martinez and goal for Villa, I think, I expected him to be in the team of the season. Um because I thought he'd been brilliant and it just shows how Arsenal let him go and, and kept the other guy yeah. it's just it's just mad and then didn't he sign Matt Ryan on a deal and he's out of contract now yeah. so we're back at the we're back where Arsenal sorts of show yeah, we're, we're, we're back we're back at the Arsenal um, circus that usually comes around every every June go on the Sean. mad thing the mad thing with Mount is he done the whole hog for Chelsea he done the Vitesse Arnhem loan then he yeah. went to Derby on loan so he looked like he was just going to be just another product at a factory for mm. Chelsea, yeah. so like he's pure product of that transfer ban bearing fruit. Like and all of the stuff. Like one thing I will say: the Euros are starting next week. A lot of the standout players in the Premier League this year are all English. Like Ezri Conte was superb throughout the season. I thought he was unbelievable. I think Southgate Brown has brought the the wrong playing Villa centre back with him, and Matty Cash has been very good as well. He's he's really stood out in games. There's a load from Villa. Villa are a team who really overachieved. Then you have the the two lads at West Ham, Suchek and Kufal, who are both brilliant. So there was a lot from outside around the years. It's hard to pick anyone from Liverpool. Look, I'm going to say this now, and I'm sure nobody will disagree with me. If Diogo Jota doesn't get injured in December, he's Premier League Player of the Year. Simple as that. Because the fella was just completely on the tear. He he just looked like he was kind of ripped the league. He was like Suarez that year when... He just looked like everything he touched was going on the back of the net. 
Yeah, it's he, he was absolutely brilliant, and you're right. If he doesn't get injured, um, God knows where he would have ended up at. Um, before we move on, this show, of course, because I, I forgot this at the start. Um, this show, of course, is brought to you by Manscaped, and Manscaped's latest thing, of course, is uh, Father's Day. And what better way to um, tell your father you love them than buying them some Manscaped gear? And do you know what? My Manscaped sent this through to me. I thought, great, Father's Day, something to work on. And then I thought of one of Shawnee's famous sayings. When he when he doesn't like something, he said, I'd rather watch me dad get out of the bath, right? <laughs> so, Shawnee, um, if you want, if you had to watch your dad get out of the bath, surely you want him to be using Manscaped to look some way presentable, am I right? Trust me, he's using Manscaped. But still, not something I'd like to think of. But it just makes it that little bit more affordable, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm just gonna put it on record. I've actually never seen me dad getting out of the back. Thank God. <laughs> but I just know that if he was, if he was ever gonna get out of the back, I would have liked him to uh, have manscaped. I'm like to think he did. He got a bleeding kit off me, so hopefully he's used it. Yeah, That's we're it. a bit of luck. We're a bit of luck. But look, you could surprise your dad this um, Father's Day with the ultimate men's hygiene package and a car shop balls will thank you. Um, there is the um, the Lawnmower 3.0 is in there. You've got the weed whacker in there. You've got the crop preserver. You've got, what's the other thing they use, um, Keith? The deodorant. The, the deodorant. You've the toner. The, yeah, the toner is, is amazing. Um, it comes with a leather bag. It comes with a charger. It comes with everything. So listen, 20% off, free shipping. Insert the code LSCDT at checkout on manscaped.com. And um, yeah, it'll sort you. It'll sort you out loud out for uh, Father's Day. Um, moving on. Moving on. Uh, um, uh, before you yeah. move on, actually, look, if you haven't bought one at this stage. On, Seriously, they're brilliant. Forget about, forget about the sponsor. I'm yet to meet somebody who has any negative feedback. Yeah. Like, I've literally told mates, do you know spot what? Spot on. No, honestly, and I'm being... Yeah, yeah, spot this, on. Is, this isn't even like... Uh, this isn't the businessman of me talking. After I got my one and I used it, I said it to me a couple of mates. I sent on the, the discount code. I said, lads, I'm being honest with you. If you buy that and you don't like it, I'll literally give you the money for it. Yeah. And I heard nothing back from any of them. So... Yeah. There you go. I'm still alive. Nothing happened to them. Yeah. They're all still knocking <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people shouting out, asking Shani, telling Shani looks amazing in Carrick on Shannon. Um, he's asking, <laughs> is that tree in the sitting room taking over? That's uh, a green screen. Want, do you want to know? Do you want to know if you're going on Love Island? Um, <laughs> and you've been lashing the Santro Pay lotion over, but uh, the sun must be unbelievable <laughs> over in um, Carrick on Shannon because they say you've got a great color. Um, first, over now, down in Carrick on Shannon, get Right, not over in Carrick. Oh, up, 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 up in Carrick, uh, up in Carrick and Shannon to us. Don't um, give up the game, Gav. Please. Sorry, yes, yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Free world yeah. asking, do I use it on my head? I absolutely do. I, do I, I, yeah, I absolutely do. Hundred percent. I do. Okay. I, I use it on my head. Okay, nice. You can use it everywhere. Do the full body with it. To yeah. you. It's absolutely brilliant. And and Sean is right. It's it's not about we're trying to promote and sell, sell this. I haven't heard. Anyone say anything negative about it? That's 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 a very good sign. Yeah, right. Um, Obviously, people are asking a follow up question to to that, but we can't talk about that. Um, Matt Hayes, Matt Hayes says, lads, any chance Jurgen Klopp is looking for a change of scenery? Is this? Um, are you are looking they to see appointed if... Scotty Parker yet, man? <laughs> I tell you, it's some crack. What happened with Conte? Did he just say no? I don't know. Yeah, Matt, he was going. Matt, he was going mad on the Conte train last week, and that's looking like it's gone tits up. Look, I, I felt sorry for them. I'm not going to lie. I felt sorry for their fans. 
because that that was that was savage, absolutely savage the way that panned out. Bless them. But the thing is with them, and like we won't get too deep into it. But the thing is with them now, they literally they're trying to balance keeping Harry Kane with appointing the right yeah. manager, but basically telling the right the, the manager that's coming in, what we want to keep Kane and what's the money going to be like? I think it's a very hard appointment they're trying to make. Yeah. A very hard appointment they're trying to make. But I think that's key, Gav. I think they're saying, you know, look, we're selling Harry Kane. So what we want the manager to come in with, we're going to sell Harry Kane and you're not getting that cash to reinvest in the squad. I yeah. think that's happening. I think it's Daniel Levy is like, right, let's get this stadium chipped off quicker than we than we thought we would. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. it's looking at an awful prospect. Yeah, it's, it's looking, it's looking, it's looking, um, it's looking like a hard um, appointment and Matt just follows up there. Uh, I've heard Spurs pulled out of it all. He didn't want to invest in youth, wanted too much on transfers. Conte was shocked how quickly everything derailed our club as a farce. Listen, it's early. I agree with the lot. I agree. Uh, look, absolutely. Nah, that- total, total in agreement with that last sentence. That was just yeah. a spin. That was just a spin that was get everyone on board and buy that season tickets. That's all that was. You yeah. were never going to give Spores aren't going to give another manager money because they actually haven't got it to give. Yeah. So Sullivan reckons they're in a world of financial hoard at the moment. Exactly. One billion, yeah, like, one billion pound stadium. Well, well, you and, see that. You see, it's a one billion pound stadium. You have to remember Arsenal in 2006, I think they moved to the Emirates and it goes over budget. And you look how long it took for them to compete financially mm-hmm. with everybody else. And that's going back 15 years ago. Now, when you put that onto today, where the money's just going through the roof, and if you're left in 2006, if you were 20 million behind, it was a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, now, 50 million seems like nothing behind. So how far are they behind? It, it's a mad one for them. The stadium yeah. went over budget and all the plans they had for bringing American football in and all sorts of stuff, all being shelled for 18 months. You know, exactly. And, and, and that's, that's uh, horrendous. And you know something, in fairness to them, fair balls to them, because they went and they, they kept it as close to the way hard lane as they could. The stadium looks unfucking believable in fairness. And it's just one of those things we're going to have to just take a medicine probably for a couple of years until the COVID stuff eases out and you can start getting stuff into that stadium because that's what it's for. They, they want to bring massive concerts, boxing events, um, American, American football. football, whatever yeah. they want into it, and that will pay off. They get massive payments for that. So it's one of those. Uh, Megan McCallion says, Potter for the sports job. I think Shawnee said that to me a couple of times, actually, haven't you? Yeah, well, they need to do something like that, Gav. They've got to, because they, what they need to do is they literally need to say to a manager, look, Kane is gone and you won't be getting the money. This is a long-term project. We're going to need you to rely on a scouting team to bring in the right players and you implement your system and over time we'll get there. Like They're not going to be back in the Champions League in a year or two because you look at the competition to get back into mm. the Champions League. It's just, it's mental at the moment. The Premier League is log jammed. If they gave up six spots for the Champions League, sports probably wouldn't be getting them. So it's it's no surprise why the likes of Arsenal and sports were playing hightailing onto the back of this European Super League trying to get in because it's the only way they would have been making those guaranteed books. So I think they are in trouble. But like you said, Gav, the the boxing matches and all, even that's being taken away from them now because sports is being whitewashed. Like yeah. People are like, Sky and the likes aren't interested in putting boxing matches in Wembley anymore because they get played massive side fears that happen Saudi. in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So the timing has been horrendous for Tottenham, mm. absolutely horrendous. Like, and they're a big club, and I like their fans, and it's a bit shit to be honest with you. They have <laughs> yeah. been smashed by COVID. 
Yeah, the stadium is something else, isn't it? Like, if you've seen even in the documentary, the All or Nothing documentary, they had to move the force team to the NFL changing rooms. Like, the, the setup of that stadium, ah, the pitch rolls off and the NFL stage, like, they're so tied in with that. And yeah. that was the big money maker. Now, look, that's going to come back to them and all, but, you know... It will come not, back to them because, quick. you know, in... in Someone in America is thinking of putting a franchise in London because they're all mad and they, they would go and try to do that. And the, that's the Tony Khan is mad to do it. And yeah. he can he can put them in Wembley. So that that's even Tony Khan owns the Jacksonville Jaguars and he owns Fulham, Fulham. and he owns Wembley as well. So like his their their like Daniel Levy has the hardest job in the world at the moment. I, I bet you that fella hasn't slept a wink in about two or three months. Honestly. Yeah, he, well, you see, when you look at it, and it, look, it's the only thing for sports is they're going to have to do something, and fairly quick. Um, let me see. Uh, James Little says, guys, what are your thoughts on Mo Chatter's trade on Twitter? Why Mbappe will be feasible for FSG, if you have seen it. Haven't seen it, mate, um, but we will. I will go and have a look. Mo Chatter's stuff is usually very, very good on um, Twitter. You, you make a cup of tea, you sit down, you read the trade. It's, it's actually quite good. Um, Want to move on before we go on to our next topic. And at the start of the season, we done a predictor race um, competition. I think it was 50 questions, Keith, am I right? Yeah, and 50. people had to... <clears throat> People had to predict the outcome of 50 questions that were put to us by a, a viewer whose name escapes me. But Stuart Davis. Stuart, Stuart Davis, Davis, good man, good man. And Keith got the unenviable task of going through all the entrants and processing them and putting them together. But he has done it because that's the sort of guy Keith is. <laughs> Keith, um, we've ended up with a toy. We have, Gav. We have. We uh, honourable mentions, right, to uh, Chris Brack. Ashley Loringer and Barry Devaney, they all sort of came in sort of second place. They got uh, 17 out of the 50 correct. But the winning score was 20 and two people shared that. So we have David Conlon and we have Ashley Oliver. Both got 20 correct out of the 50. Now, I don't know if the guys are in the chat or if they're listening or or if they listen back or or, uh, what way they, they get this. But we do have their email addresses and anyway, so we can... We can get in contact with them, but both of them got twenty out of twenty. I was, I, I only got, I entered as well. I got fifteen. I was happy enough with that, to be honest. Delighted with, delighted with that. I was the, obviously when I was when I was collating everything. I was the first one on the list. Yeah. And I saw me score fifteen, and the next one's like eight and seven, and I'm like, nice one. I'm on for a winner. I don't care if there's a Stuart and Cordy. I don't care if people are complaining. But yeah. no, turned out I didn't. Turned out I was miles off the pace, but um. It was, yeah, it was two two people shared. It was Ashley Oliver and David Conlon and um, fair play to them. You know, like I said, there was a lot. Ashley, Chris and, and Barry were close. And then there was a few more on the 16. You know, there was quite a few in there. But um, yeah, no, well 20 done. out of 50. Matt Sweeney's right in there, 20. That's incredible. Matt was unlucky as well. He was close. I think he was on 16 as well. So it was, it was um, yeah, it was tough um, for, for can the I, Can I ask a question? Who, who yeah. checked the results on them? Nate, very full complete. Yeah, build a bus for Keith in the chat because I can yeah. only am. That was yeah. a late nightmare. Strenuous task, I'd imagine. Yeah, but he done it. Was, um, yeah, fifty questions and there was fifty entrants. 
So I had yeah. to check each fucking one and then tot them up. But yeah, got there in the end. Good stuff. So what we're going to do, um, we do have David and we do have Ashley's email addresses because they had to email us the, the answers. So what we're going to do is we're going to contact them and the day trip is going to give them the new Liverpool 21-22 home jersey as a prize for that. So we will get in contact. We will get your size and your email. and Well, we have your email, your contact number, your address, and we get our order for you in the next day or two and send to you. So congratulations to them um, on the longest running competition we've ever done <laughs> and um keith said you can stick particular with your whole next season we'll talk to Stuart about running that again yeah no worries Stuart might put the questions up if he wants to collate them um we've had player of the year we've had stuff like that who's disappointed you you know who and i don't mean just oh a fella that's come into the league i'm talking maybe someone that had a good season last season and just tailed off disappeared who's disappointed you Chris? Sadio Mane. Okay. He has, Gaff. It's pained me to watch him at times this season. And obviously, we're going to take away a significant factor. Could it, what possibly could be a significant factor, but we can levy that at a lot of players, which is COVID. We just don't know how COVID's affected different people. But Sadio Mane, Gav, just. You know, been my disappointment. On the back of, we were talking about players of the season. And I know Shawnee said Henderson. I thought Sadio Mane was our player of the season last season. And just the drop-off killed me, killed us, hurt me. I, I just, you know, I can't see him even having conversations come near the end of the season, whether we would entertain any bids for him or, you know, putting him up for sale, you know, even though I, I said I, I, I would in the transfer committee um, when I was part of the transfer committee but um, but yeah you said who disappointed me and I think it's Sadio Mane I think his I think some of his body languages are at times this has uh, disappointed me um, you know especially knowing that we lost a lot of leaders and we looked to the leaders see because in my opinion Mo showed a total different type of body language when the chips were down he really did um, Sadio had a few strops, you know, just overall general. I, I'm just being honest as I can. He, he gave me the the most disappointed vibes. Okay. James Little says for Liverpool, it was Mane for the rest of the league party. You don't have to pick a Liverpool player if you don't want to. You can pick another player, but Grizz has gone for Mane. And that's, that's fair enough. I think there was a frustration with Mane, a disappointment and just... I hope that he just finds the form again. Now, in fairness, towards the, the last couple of games of the season, he did look a lot better. And hopefully, um, a rest in the summer and we, we'll see how he gets on next season. Shawnee, for you, is there any player in the league that was really good last season and just tailed off or come into the league and you thought this, he's going to be great and he wasn't? Who out there, who out there, um, disappointed you? Yeah, Coy Havertz. Coy, I oh. thought, um, obviously he goes on and scores the winner in the Champions League. So we're talking about the Premier League. Mm. Um, He's been really good in the closing end of the season. He's he's come up trumps for for Chelsea. He was very good and very good in the semi final and the finals of the Champions League. But I just think as a Premier League campaign, he failed to deliver. Now it's obviously like it's easy to forget. He's a young kid coming yeah. to a new league, but you can definitely see the transfer fee as well. Yeah, like, well, big big maybe. transfer fee. Couldn't argue apart, eh? he's been muck. I think he's got a free ride. I think all Arsenal signings get a free free ride. Like Nicolas Pepe is 75 million, and yeah. I think he only hit 20 league goals after two seasons there, this a couple of weeks ago. 
But um, yeah, Havertz, I just, because to be honest with you, when I, the, the clips I've seen of him from the Bundesliga and whenever I watched him, he was phenomenal. He, he was, looked the leader at Leverkusen and so composed and look, I do think he's going to kick on definitely next year, but Koi Havertz is one that I really thought would touch the league and in fairness, he goes on to score a winner in the Champions League final, but so did fucking Diva Carigi, so we yeah. won't really, <laughs> we won't hold him in that regard. But yeah, Koi Havertz is one I really expected to uh, to light up the Premier League and he failed, he flattered to the save, if I'm being honest. Um, oh, The easy one I think to go for would be Werner. Yeah. I think he's been awful for Chelsea. I think he scored a couple of goals, but I think he's been awful overall. And I think the way he was used by Lampard didn't help him. And just for all the hype around him, and that'd be easy one to go to. But I'm I'm actually going to go for Aubameyang at Arsenal, yeah. and the reason he's disappointed me is because when Arsenal had a hard time, he went running and hiding, and I was fucking right, fuming. And right, people, yeah. again, I get so drawn in by Arsenal because I just get so frustrated by them. You do? Why would you yeah, do that? I don't know because I tell you why, Grizz. I grew. I I, I start watching football in the mid eighties. Mm. I, and I knew Liverpool, Manchester United, Arsenal, Arsenal. You, you okay. know, and George Graham and, and big, big teams, big characters, mm. you know, were able to go away and, and in horrible grounds and win games and the players stood up and did, a, did a, always a bit of class about them, right? I, I include United in that. And when I look at Arsenal now, especially since they, even since they went to the Emirates, I suppose, it's just, there's a hollow feel to Arsenal and it frustrates me. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't get upset when Arsenal lose but when I look at that club and what I was brought up on which was like you know them being right up there all the time and being classy about it and having leaders when I look at um, Aubameyang he signs that deal and Neville is raving about him chasing back because he was playing the position where he should fucking chase back and I was like what what are we talking about here and then they go through a hard time and I remember a game where they get beaten and I think the, I think one of the youngest players in the team ends up doing the interview afterwards. And Obama Yang is nowhere to be seen. And that for me was the biggest disappointment of the season of any player. You can have bad form. You can have, you know, issues around COVID, personal issues, wherever it might be. But Obama Yang for me is the biggest disappointment of the season simply because he's captain of Arsenal Football Club. And for me, the way he carried on was spineless and he shouldn't be the captain. And that for me is the biggest um, disappointment of the season. Um, Keith. Yeah, you, they, they're all he great. So points, relevant, I didn't even think of them. That's yeah. that's how that's how. So that 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 really nails home your point. He and, was so irrelevant, I didn't even think of him. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's nothing more infuriating when he fucking signs a contract for mental money and just goes missing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there was, I think he only scored a couple of penalties as well for months. Like he hadn't scored from open play well yeah. into the season. Yeah. He was fucking dreadful. And you're right, Gav, spineless is what you'd say about him. He got the big bucks and as the leader of the team, he just fucking hid. When they needed leaders, they needed a talisman. They were a young team. Um, and and Sean, he's right, you know, Pepe, he stunk it out. Partey, I've Partey on my list as well. I just He was meant to be the final piece of the jigsaw. He was... Fucking terrible, you know what I mean? Just never showed up. William earning God knows what. We missed out on William. Thank God for that as well because he hasn't bothered his arse this year. Loads of them are arsenal. But as people were saying, Chelsea, Timo Werner, people say reserve judgment. He didn't improve at all when Tuchel came in, in my opinion. He was still, he, he didn't look great. And I suppose we'll always use him as the whipping boy because we missed out on him. You know, we 
everybody Liverpool fans were so excited when we were signing him then we didn't sign him and everyone's taking glee in the fact that he's he's sort of stunk it out this year but you know new to a league he's young same with Coy Havertz he's young new to the league I'd give him a pass yeah, Aubameyang only... doesn't get that pass for me it's even Partey being new to the league Riz, he's not even a youngster he's a, a seasoned a seasoned pro but people are pointing out you know Zoyech was terrible Zoyech was bleeding brutal for them as well another big signing um Pulisic didn't do much for them this year. You know, Chelsea had a lot of a lot of duds and went and went and went and won the Champions League. But I think it's I think I'm I'm with Gav. He's changed my mind. I mean, obviously, I was speaking from a personal, just focusing on Liverpool point of view. And I, you, both you and Shawnee make absolutely valid points. The players you've mentioned, but I think the fact that they all knew, and and and, yeah. and, and quite a few of them are young. And they've come into one of the most awkward seasons for everyone. I think they get a pass. Havertz, near the end, a lot of Chelsea fans spoke about his, his his form after he came back from COVID, slowly, slowly improving. But I think, yeah, I think the way Gav spoke about Aubameyang, it, it just makes me mad as well now. I think I think to myself, what an absolute tool. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, he, to be honest, he missed, you could... Surely he missed, he, he, he came late from a, a North London derby because he was stuck in traffic. Yeah. His attitude is yeah. output. Like th- he let he left them dangling for the contract and then just does a fucking yeah. just disappears. disappears. To be honest with you, you could just strap the whole of Arsenal football club to the side of a rocket and fire at this base because <laughs> it's been an absolute disaster this year. Yeah. True. Before well, we move on off that yeah. Gav as well, we can just say on Grizz's point about Mane, when I was doing the predictor race stuff, one of the questions was who'll be Liverpool's top scorer. And I would say ninety percent of that picked Mane. Mm. I picked Mane. Do you know what I mean? So the the sort of um, the the drop off, you know, from expectation for Mane was absolutely huge. But yeah, from a Liverpool point, he probably was a flop. But I think the expectation was just so high on him, and you know, COVID takes it takes a toll on him as well. But I don't know where I don't know what to do about Mane going forward. You know, we've spoke about it, and it's a tricky one. And you know, James, yeah, James was the for James Rodriguez. Listen now. Hamas, uh, if, if, you, if you had expectations on Hamas Rodriguez <laughs> coming into the league, I don't, enough. I don't sure. know what the fuck you were thinking. I really don't. You know, uh, it was it was another one. Hamas Rodriguez had a similar feel off it to me. No, not not to the extent of like Balotelli, where yeah. someone will get a tune out of him. Something will happen. Uh, Ancelotti will do this, and it just didn't happen. And I, it wasn't a massive surprise for me. It really wasn't. Um, yeah, James is going to be playing Colombian Alvalos to kidnap him. There's no way he's going <laughs> No, 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 no way. But in fairness to Everton, like, James was a poxy sign and, and Alan turned out to be a bit of a bucket of shit as well after all the hype around them. You know, Decore was okay. He wasn't great come the end of the season. But, like, Everton, they, they win the transfer window every year. But their signings tailed off badly, with the exception maybe of Godfrey. Yeah, Godfrey's a really good signing for them. Yeah, he's uh, a good player. Um, people are asking about the PlayStation 5 draw. We are going to be doing that in the next couple of minutes. I am going to be asking these three lads in front of me to pick um, numbers, but they will be with their back to the screen while I show you some information um, to make this all work. And then the actual decision on who wins it will go to somebody in the chat to make a, a cast iron um, work. So let's let's see how that goes in a couple of minutes. Um, what I want to do next is... Manager of the season. You know, when you look at it, you, you look at, you know, 
Tuchel comes in and wins the Champions League. Pep wins the league. You see, um, I think Klopp's done, a, despite criticism, which was kind of fair, I think through the middle part of the season, I think he's done a great job to get us where we were. Um, I don't know what people's feelings are on Solskjaer getting them to a European final and, and, and second place in the league. Uh, Rodgers wins an FA Cup and just falls short again. Um, Chris, manager of the season for you. I've given this quite a bit of thought, surprisingly, because you tend to just look at sort of the top, you know, or you look at someone who's done sort of kept them up. I've gone for someone in the middle who's some expected to to sort of be one of the, uh, the you know, uh, relegation fodder. But I think for me, on a personal level, they've been an absolute joy to watch, and that's Bielsa's leads. Um, I just love the man, everything about him. I, I, I may have stolen Keith's limelight. I'm, I know. Yeah, Keith, you did. I, yeah I, I knew. Ah, uh, sorry. Football. This is what happens when oh, football men yeah. get together. Football get together. This is what happens. happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, some of the punditry or the pundit shouts around Christmas when they had a slight dodgy spell about how his teams fall away was probably indicative of the level of punditry in this country because if they had checked him out and checked his teams out they're sensational fittest team in the league bar none I think we found that out to our detriment in the in the Ellen Ellen Road game where where they just went up a notch in terms of intensity in that second half and we had a week's off week off rest I think in that week leading up to it so we thought we'd be able to match them intensity and fitness-wise. His principles never shied away from them. So many, so many journalists and 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 as pundits, as I said, ex-players. Oh, you can only play this way, you know, and 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 have limited success and sort of, you know, it won't last. The quality of the Premier League. If you're if you're giving four or five chances to opposition, you know, you lose more than you win. He defied everything. He defied all this chat. Never made a big hoo-ha about it in, 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 in the media. Doesn't fight back in the media in terms of giving many articles and um, interviews and saying, oh, you lot don't know what you're talking about, when he fucking could, right? Because he could teach everyone a thing or two about football, and including me. And uh, But he's sensational. Gav, I, I love the man. Um, he's been a credit... They've been, we, we often talk about sort of the Anfield crowd and the intensity of crowds yeah. affecting teams. Great point. Many people, many people testify to, to the Leeds, Leeds crowd being so um, instrumental in how Leeds press and play and, you know, in terms of egging them on. They've done that with empty grounds, Kev. They've done this season in empty fucking grounds. Yeah. I think, I think they would have done even better if the crowd was there. So yeah. imagine that. Again, shrewd buys turning players like Rafinho, Rafinha, Rafinho, Rafinha, Rafinha, and Jack Harrison, you know, from Man City, I believe, on loan. Yeah. Um, you know, turning Patrick Banford into a, in what I think is a Premier League striker now. So many doubted this fella, thinking, ah, he, he scored goals in the Championship, but he won't be able to do it. So I just think, you know, I just think he gets my vote. Very, okay. very simple for me. He gets Keith's vote as well, am I right? He does. He gets my vote as well. And look, David Moyes is getting a lot of shouts in the chat. And, and I do have Moyes down. Someone's at the saying it there. Moyes, no team. Chris spoke about um, 
Leeds missing out of a crowd and Liverpool are the same, right? So they're the two teams I think that missed the crowd more than any. Um, David Moyes and West Ham benefited the most from no crowd because that is a toxic, toxic club. They hate the owners. They hated the manager. They hated a lot of the players and no crowd benefited them. Now, that's not to take away from the job that Moyes done. He done a great job. He is a good manager at that level. And, you know, nothing but um, sort of respect to Moyes for doing that. But I do think he got lucky. So I gave it to Bielsa because like that, he got slaughtered a few times because they played games against Man U, I think Leicester. They got absolutely bleeding Roger in games because they refused to, Bielsa refused to change. And the, the clamour was, oh, you can't do that in England. You have to know, you have to change, you have to change. Yeah, they used Norwich as the ben- benchmark yeah. with Leeds, didn't they? Everyone Had them down as some sort of a fark. Yeah, you can't just come up and try play a ball the way he did in the championship and get away with it. And he did. He did like Yeah, but the difference the difference with, with Leeds and Norwich were is that Leeds tried to play ball, but they pressed the life out of you when you didn't yeah, have it. Unbelievable. When they didn't have it. Norwich didn't. Norwich were too nice to turn uh, but Leeds were brilliant. Um I think Moyes is a good show. Um all things considered, I think Moyes is a good show. Um overall. And uh Shawnee, who would you give it to? Would you go with Bielsa? To be honest with you, yeah, like I would have been looking at Moyes and after listening to the lads, you can't really deny Bielsa because everywhere he's gone, there's this thing that he's just going to skate out and it doesn't seem to be the way. He seems to have found a home there with Leeds. He seems to really like it there. You see him getting out of his car and with the people. He's having the effect that club had at Liverpool at Leeds. I think he seems like he's made for them and they, I can see they worry every single year that he's going to skate out. I know he wouldn't have picked him. But lads, I'm going to be honest with you, not one of us had mentioned him, but we do have to give credit to Pep Guardiola because he has, he has reinvented that City team. He has given them a new way of play. He did give them a jolt. They look, there was talks of him getting sacked in October and November. There was talks of him being done. There was talks of him being out the gap talks of him leaving at Christmas, not signing another deal. But he found another way to make them... He made them tick. I think they won 18, 19 games in a row again, didn't they? Now, forget about the Champions League because we're not talking about the Champions League. Pep Pep has always been Pep. And I get it, he has two squads to play with and in a COVID year having the two squads up. But he did turn them around. Now, I'm not giving him... I'm not giving him as manager of the year, but I am giving him his flowers because yeah. he did turn it around there. Whether you like it or not, he played the majority season without a striker. He left Aguero and he left uh, Jesus out by choice because they were fit. Yeah. They were fit and he left them out. And we have to give yeah. him that. But you can't go past, you can't look past Bielsa. His football has been unbelievable. And I don't really like... I'm not this type the type of person who looks at a spreadsheet and says, Oh, they're really good, they're brilliant, that's a brilliant player, like looks at numbers and think they're brilliant. But when I seen the when I seen the graph of the sprinting that Leeds did compared to everyone, yeah, I was thinking, Jesus Christ, yeah. these are a gang of animals. And as as Grizz said, with no crowd, to have that intensity is yeah. incredible. I'm Looking looking into next year, I think Leeds are going to need five or six bodies because it, there's no way it's sustainable to do what they were doing because that it, it's off the scale. 
they're nearly running twice and three times as much as the team that's behind yeah. them in second. It's absolutely incredible. And they're doing that without a star player as well. Do you know what I mean? Leeds' best player this the year system. is Stuart Dallas. It's all the system. It's all players system that play the into star. the system. Yeah. It's the manager that puts in. He's done it everywhere he's been. And you need players to buy into that, you know, and David Moyes has has a good team at West Ham, but he's he's got big enough players there, you know, that have come in and Jesse Lingard came in and done well there. And Suchek has has been a great player for them. Declan Royce is the future of English football, all this sort of stuff. But Bielsa is doing it with Patrick Bamford. He's doing it with um, Stuart Dallas. And he's doing Luke it with Haley. all these guys, you Luke, know. Luke Luke Another one of those that played, you know, lower league football and suddenly this rise to, to for Haley, me, yeah. being one of the best fullbacks yeah. in the country this season. Even uh, the keeper, Meslier, he, he looked a bit shaky. Stuck yeah. with him. Absolutely, ball, makes mistakes. Stuck makes with mistakes, but stuck with absolutely, Keith. That was that mm. was huge because there was a period of the season where I remember, you know, God bring um, a contributor um, yeah. to the to the to the mighty trippers. You know, said, "Ah, oh, Grizzy's an awful keeper." Blah blah. He, he's, he doesn't fancy him too much. <laughs> but 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 fair play to to to, to how do you pronounce his name? Because it's Messier. French, isn't it? Messi. Yeah. Melia, I think it is. Melia, I think exactly. Yeah. See, there you go. Even though Sean is half Spanish, he knows his French as well. Apparently, Volkswagen there, the great sound. Sean, he looks like an Italian manager being interviewed for Satan Greasy in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what he looks like? Do you know what he looks like? He looks like a player, you know, when you're when, when they're away in a tournament. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah, inter- yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. and you interviewed him at night time, like how, <laughs> no, how you, Sean, how you no. up to the game tomorrow. The Do you know Euros. what he looks like? He yeah. looks like he snuck into the BBC studios. Not the way they usually have a studio in a in the middle of a square somewhere at the Euros, and it looks like he snuck yeah, into that studio and said, "Ah, here, I'll just set her up here." Fuck it, uh, I'm waiting for a like clear ball and to come in and swing you around <laughs> by the ankles over the back wall. <laughs> <laughs> But um, look, there's good shouts there, but uh, Bielsa gets gets the majority of the show. Um, <coughs> I've three quick questions before we do our PlayStation uh, draw, and then we're going to have a little chat about our favourite bits from the season, trippers and uh, fatback forwards. So, Shawnee, I just want a quick answer on this, and, and the same from Keith and the same Grizz. Who do you think is probably still in the job and you can't believe it? I tell Okay, Keith. Arteta. Chris. I I think I, I went something different. I went Steve Bruce. I I think Arteta's building something there. <laughs> I think Arteta's not the worst. I think Arteta's not the problem at Arsenal. Yes. Yeah, a hundred percent agree with that. But Chris, what my my reason for Arteta being still in the job is that there's a period there where they go out of the Champions League and the amount of managers available, he will take the... Arsenal spend money where people will deny it, but Arsenal do spend money. They do spend money and the Cronkies get lashed, but they do spend money and when you press them, they will will put money in. They have been in the same cycle as United where that timing has been horrible, horrible in regards to getting new managers. I think if they had a bit of balls, they would have got rid of Arteta. I don't, I don't think he's up to it at all, to be honest with you. I just, I don't see, I don't see where they go. I think if they run with him now, they'll be in the same position again. I, I don't the thing, see them the, the thing, I the, don't, thing, 
The thing with Arsenal, Arteta, right, is look when we done our predictions or when most people done their predictions. Fast answers, right? Yeah, so, here, boys. Oh, sorry, I sorry. Yeah, yeah, now go on. I've said my bit. Um, I, I'd say I, I went for um, a fella, Steve Bruce. Uh, Steve Bruce. Yeah, um, I just think he. Oh, Shane McGlinty, Gray Show, Mike Royley, and the PGMOL. Yeah. Well, listen, we're gonna get to something on that in the in the, in the next minute or so. Um, there's O'Shea McGlinty there. Um, Brendan Rogers is the answer, but. Uh, no money joke, money joke. Um, but <laughs> no, I, I, I think the answer is actually Sean Deutsch. To be honest with you, I think good oh, good I, th- I think when you look at them, I, I, I just can't. And for a number of reasons, not because of the football or team, but where I think he finished about fifteen, sixteen, did he? Um, hasn't spent a penny. I know, but he still finished fifty. They're not progressing. And okay, if they get rid of him, they're Stoke. Back too. They're it in could the league be. one and three. It years. could be, but there's, that, other, there's, there's other reasons to it, Shani. The other reasons is he had a massive blower with him in the summer. You know, there was, there was yeah, massive talking right. going, and he wouldn't sign. It was a Jeff Hendrick. He wouldn't. They had to let go. He ends up at Newcastle, and he wanted to keep. Yeah. And they were releasing players against yeah, his will and, that, yeah, and stuff actually. like that. So I was just massively surprised that Sean Dyche seen out the season. I, again, I think why he's doing is unbelievable. To be honest, it's it's a great job he's doing, but I just don't like. I know what you were saying. You get rid of him, you bring someone else in, and it's Stoke Mark too, and they just drop. But. It couldn't. It mightn't be. You know, it just feels very stale for me. There, it's the same thing over and over again. And maybe, maybe that's what they want. 15, 14, 15, 16, The Premier League every season that keeps them going. Maybe so. But I was just for for numerous reasons. I was I was surprised that. Um, what about Hassan Hutel? Because they're leading partial to getting spanked for annoying goals. Southampton. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he's, he's, had, he's had a he's had a lot of injuries, man. Come on, he's yeah, one of those. Yeah, no has been shredded. I'm gonna you know put I mean? one out there, and I'm sure this will be unanimous across the board. How the fuck is Martin Tyler still in the job? Yeah. Because we're talking oh, Premier League. Stop it. Here. So how stop is Martin Tyler still in the job? That's the what I want to know. Yeah, well, look. <sighs> no, that's actually the winner. Yeah, yeah, but that, you, you need to stop one. watching them. You need to stop going find watch Liverpool on a different channel. I'm telling you, it's it's much more enjoyable. Absolutely mm-hmm. much more enjoyable. Now, um, I have two more questions and then some trippers quick bits, right? So we're gonna try to get this done in an hour and fifteen. But the PlayStation draw, okay? So the the fifteen entrants are Dylan O'Rourke, Stephen O'Connor, Laura Duffy, Gary Boland, Red Steve, Jody Pegler, Kev O'Sullivan, Danny Emery, Rob Hogan, Tracy Mortland. AC5814, Keen Ryan, Jonathan Boland, Ushin McGlinchey, and last minute winner podcast. Okay. So I have them names on a sheet. I'm just going to show you this so everyone knows that this is bang on, right? You can see that it's a sheet with 15 names on it. There's no, nothing else on the sheet. Okay. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to write one to 15 randomly beside these people. And then these boys are going to look straight up in the sky so they can't see it when I tell them. Okay. Straight up in the sky. And do not look at your screen because you guys are going to have to pick a number each for the three finalists, okay? So just give me a second. Right, so just give me a second to um, randomly put these in, okay? So, uh, two, three, four, four. I'm nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not about that they were being 28 degrees. I'm sweating there. No, 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 no,
put this sheet up in front of this screen. And before I do, you three boys are going to look straight up in the sky. Okay? I want you to look or turn around or turn away from the screen, wherever it might be. I don't want your eyes on this screen. Now. Now? Turn away. Yeah, turn away. You cannot see that screen, okay? All right? So, you can still hear. Just um, If you shout out your answer, I will hear you, okay? So, people can see that there. I've randomly put the numbers beside them, okay? The lads cannot see anything, okay? So, Shawnee, shout a number between 1 and 15, please. Five. Number five. Okay, let me go down here. I'll try to find it. Number five is AC5814. Okay, Keith. That sounds like something out of the next step is next series of Lion Duty. Okay, Keith. Um, I'll have number 10. Number 10. Who has number 10? It's Jonathan Boland is number 10. And Grizz? One. One is Laura Duffy. Okay. All right. That's grand, lads. You just can come back to me. You just can come back to me. Okay. So. Oh, we got AC5814 in the house. He's in there. I thought that was a borner. I thought that was a botter on night when I... <laughs> When it came out, and he messaged me on messaged me on Twitter. He actually follows me on Twitter, so we can okay. confirm it's a real person. Okay, so um, that was fair. You seen it done? She empty. She randomly filled. Lads, pick three numbers now to make it even more cast iron. I'm going to get somebody in the chat to pick A, B, or C. Okay, so what I'm going to do is right now. My I'm hands going are sweating. I'm, I'm clammy as here. I'm going to write, in, in the order that they came out, okay, so who was forced out? Shawnee's pick, wasn't it? Yeah. It was AC5814. It was Jonathan Boland. And it was Laura Duffy. Okay. Now, I'm going to randomly put one, two, and three beside these three people, okay? And I'm going to go... Okay, so there's a random number beside those. So I'm randomly going to go in here. And i tell you what I'm going to do. Um, my last comment in there that I can see at the moment is from... Um, let me see. Is from... Let me see. O'Shane McGlinchey. Okay. Now, O'Shane was in the draw. Um, the original draw. So O'Shane, I'm going to wait on a number from O'Shane McGlinchey. Of one, two... Or three, O'Shane. Lads, I'll keep an, an eye out for this, will you? Uh, Jamie Holmes says he's nervous and he's not even in the draw. <laughs> uh, um, so, O'Shane McGlinchey is going to give me a number between one, two, and three. Okay? I know you have them in front of me here, and I'm going to hold it up. Okay? When it's done. So, O'Shane oh, McGlinchey three. has gone for number three. three. Okay? Let me just get this right. Number three... Is oh. AC... Five eight one four. That person, man or woman, we're not too sure, has won the PlayStation Five. So the PS Five. God, make sure he does that thing where you click in the boxes and pick the traffic lights and the yeah. bikes to make sure. He's <laughs> oh not yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. Yeah, it'd be just it'd be just um, Spock Riz and be grazing all six of the nine panels. <laughs> pass the test. He's got pass the test, mate. <laughs> well done, mate. So um, now AC five five eight one four. And in fairness to him, he did email us the night and he did say um, I'm passing on the information and he has done all that. So we we have got his email address. We will email you later on tonight or tomorrow. Get all your details 
details off you and sort you out with that PlayStation 5. Thanks a million yeah. to everyone that entered and helped us, of course, to get over 10K. We did promise you that we would um, give that away and we have done. And Shawnee's heart rate is dropping. My heart rate is dropping. And everyone else that, um, everyone else that, in, uh, involved, uh, you can all, you can all chill now. You can absolutely. And a good chill. old school raffle as well, you know, no fancy yeah. graphics or any show you like that with the day trippers. It's just a bleeding. Names on a she random. You're gonna get Rod Stewart in to, to pull it out of a half boy. He's busy oh, yeah. this weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rod, Rod was up to his eyes. He was Nixon. Um <laughs> AC says gotta make my son one happy boy. Well, AC, listen, we will get in contact ah, with Lil, you, that's, um, that's in the Ali could Tell be lying. On war zone and I'll batter him on there. <laughs> but um, now, listen. Um, the the main thing about this was is that you you you've have been you've been amazing support. We opened it up on live shows. We opened it up um, randomly with, with comments in 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 the show during the week. We gave everyone as much opportunity as we could. We we got fifteen entrants. We done it as you seen tonight, very very randomly. And um, of course. A listener picked out picked out the winner, which is the only fair way to do it. Um, right, let's move on. Um, AC uh, says thanks very much, and you're more than welcome. Um, and well done again. Right, so quick question: um, the worst decision you've seen in the league this season? Um, Keith Grizz going to need about ten minutes to think about this. Keith, the worst decision you've seen uh, this season in the Premier League? Ah, there's been fucking loads. There's been loads. It's been an absolute shit show. The worst I've seen. Is a Liverpool one. Well, didn't go for us, obviously. It was the United game at Old Trafford when we was it all yeah, Old Trafford, the first game. When we were on half time and Thiago, I think, plays a true ball and the ref blew the whistle yes. before the end of the you know a lot of time. The, the, a lot of times only it was at Anfield. It was at Anfield. It was eight, nine, yeah, it was at Anfield. Eight or nine seconds or something before the <sighs> The thing was meant to, to go. It drove me insane with this, not a yeah. thinking about how many bad and ones. That, <laughs> but that, 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 that to me is one of the worst decisions I've ever seen because you, we can say the, the no reason. and all yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, they never blow it early. Never, never blow it early. Never blow never. it early. It's a minimum of fucking three minutes at a time. And he blew it early while we're on an attack. Now, to me, that stunk. That was one of the worst decisions. And look, conspiracy theories and all that, we... That one was the worst for me. That one had my fucking blood boiling. There's been probably bigger, you know, shitty decisions there. The Virgil getting injured and what's his face just waving it away or whatever, uh, Michael Oliver. But to me, that was the worst by a country mile that he blew up on the team on the attack before the time was was up. That's fucking okay. skill boy stuff. You wouldn't see it in skill boy football. Um, I think I have two, but I, I just want to throw them in, right? So, I, I think it was... No, it wasn't. I keep thinking it was Kufa, but it wasn't. It was Balbane, is it? At West Ham against Chelsea, where he clears the ball, hits Chilwell and gets sent off for it. Um, late in the season. That was horrendous. But without doubt, the worst decision this season as a collective is the Pickford Van Dyke incident. It's just yeah. horrendous. Um, from start to finish, how they handle it, Not what they decision. do and what they don't yeah. do. Yeah, well, the, the, the whole makeup of what goes on in that couple of minutes is so bad. It changes the way that they look at VAR yeah. again and from there every single thing to get wrong to keep changing rules as the season goes on so for me it's that where it was shot not even checking the foul just checking for offside like spending so much time looking for a new offside and yeah but not but not dealing with the incident itself it was yeah. madness um Shawnee worst decision the you haven't mentioned it I haven't even seen anyone in the chat mention it 
the disallowed goal, Fulham and Spurs, where oh yes, uh, Davison Sanchez clears a ball a yard away from I think it's Bobby Decredover. That's how it's yeah. Decredover. Decredover is. Yeah, yeah. Hits him in a hand. He literally he. He, he hits it on from a yard away. It, it was one of the. It was one of those really bad decisions where the next day he actually changed the rule. But that yeah, happened yeah. a couple of times this season. Yeah. There was the Man City offside at Villa, but yeah. Villa, yeah, that you know that one. But that one, that one was the one where I went going, "What the fuck is going on here?" Like he literally hits him. It's he's a yard away from him. He, is he supposed to disappear? I yeah. and his hand is on his toy. It's literally on his toy. It's not out from his body. And they disallowed a goal. Like, Madness. just baffling. Like the levels of shyness for the officiating this year has known no bounds. Yeah, sorry, Lamina, I'm saying something. I, I knew it. It was yeah. one of the Fulham lads anyway. Just, that was, I actually turned the game off after that. that I was so annoyed about it. It's so fucking bad. So bad. James Little says, when you know you got a penalty Pretty after the shit. game had finished, Brighton and Bruno Fernandes. Um, uh, uh, do you know what? I, I, I wasn't, I, I, I didn't see the issue with that. Because he blows the whistle as the game's over, but they go back and look at the incident just before the whistle's blown. And they say, no, hold on, you've missed something in there just before you blow the whistle. That I think they were using the, the system possibly correctly there it's just the fact that he blew the whistle it's the a game is over. That, yeah. that makes the circus of it yeah, you know what I mean exactly, it's, it's, exactly. the game is over and it's coming back out Kieran Thorne yeah, says uh, changing the handball rule halfway through the season literally messed up the season where you could change laws yeah. halfway through it was yeah. because it all started with Van Dijk it all started with Van Dijk I'm telling you now everything was looked at and reviewed and, and it was it was basically them telling you every week that this was a shit show and we're going to just try our best to deflect from it Grizz worst decision go uh, for me, it's there's no doubt about it. Amongst so many fucking horrendous that everyone's mentioned, the the Villa disallowed goal. Um, uh, sorry, Man City. Sorry, goal. Man City's offside goal. Sorry, yeah, against Villa. Um, yeah, oh yeah, we had a great form with that. Oh, oh well, you know, they ch- look again like what Shawnee said with the hand with regards to the handball. Again, they changed the rule very soon after that as well. Tried to make an excuse for what happened. And oh no, there's the one, there's the one there. The free kick, Brighton. Which one was this? The the free kick, remember, he he scores the pin. Uh, Lee, what's his name? The ball, Lee Mason. Oh, yes, it's um, Lewis Dunk. Hands down, the worst one. Oh, yeah, that was so fucking funny, wasn't it? And no, it's not even close. He disallowed the goal for no reason, he didn't even give an explanation. Yeah, he blew the whistle twice. Who who was it that said that? Because I want to put that up on the screen. Twice, didn't he change? Uh, He he gave it and then he disallowed it, and then he was getting pressured and he gave it again. Right, West Brom, it's the worst decision. It was the one that made me actually laugh. Oh, the double whistle, yeah, someone said the double whistle free kick. Yeah, it was absolutely like. Normally get the boys in the studio. You normally get Dermot Gallagher playing, writing up yeah. a, a report for the boys. But he, I remember when they asked him on Sky and he just started laughing. Like, that's how yeah. bad that was. That was the worst. <laughs> You'll never that was horrendous. That's the, one where he blo- that's the one where he blows for the free and your man scores and has a tit in the net, he blows again. And yeah, he doesn't and know why he's blown again. <laughs> he, can't under- he, can't, he can't actually 
explain why he's blown against him. He goes off, doesn't he? He starts looking at stuff and all, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? That, yeah, I think that's the winner. I, th- I think that's the winner. A lot of people are saying um, um, Carragher and Neville's uh, decision to back um, the fans trying to stop a game was one of the worst decisions that's been seen. Um, VAR, just in general, is getting the shout in there. Mane is offside against Everton, is in there. Um, does Man loads. United leading trying the, to stiff us for the top four is a, it was a terrible decision by them as well yeah, yeah, yeah. but I you know what I think uh, I think Sean is going to there along with a couple in the chat when they you say know that what in all seriousness there was sorry there was two and a half minutes of footage of that right and you're literally watching it and you, you know when you're watching something with your mouth open a gas kind of going <laughs> and you just keep looking at you and you're waiting for something to happen and nothing happens you're just watching it going what the fuck is happening here? And there's no punchline. There's just, this is what's going on, lads. This is it. This is it. Um, they won't be putting that on a PowerPoint for um, the upcoming Even season. Even Big Sam, Big Sam, the, the bitter is the bitters, was like yeah. literally looking at the fourth official going, and it was in his favour. Yeah. He was going, what is going on here? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was well, absolutely bad. Right. They do a whole show about the decision. Do you know what I mean? Mason probably done a game then the following week. Yeah. Yeah. Premier League, so it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. No, was he, he not? Did he not get taken off? Um, he got. Were, were we meant to have him the next week? And he got fucking. Nagev says he's no longer a referee. Off. Yeah, he got he got dropped after that. I think. Um, oh really? He was meant to, and and he got taken off for some shitty read. They gave a crappy reason or something. Uh, and he was oh, taken off. Wasn't it the, a toy strain or a calf strain or something? something ridiculous. Was that him? No, it could have been another ref because there was so many fucking stuff going around. Like you know, he's not he's not well and he can't do it. And they were coming up with all sorts. But yeah, um, it was some it was unbelievable. Stinkers this season. It was unbelievable. Yeah, some people the said Fabinho they Mason has retired. The Fabinho one yeah. that's outside the box. Sheffield United, and it's yeah. a clean tackle. And yeah. all of a sudden he's got then, a foot on the line, and that's a penalty. And you remember your man at Avila? Um, the striker Ollie Watkins didn't he yeah. get done like twice in two weeks for yeah. yeah he gets pushed into an offside position like, oh, mental stuff mental Patrick stuff. Bamford pointing where he wants the ball yes played. yeah that was happening. some crack some crack um, Jesus we could do we could do a week for the stuff on this um Note that Keith, um, as yeah. as um, assistant head of of um, did, content. Uh, did, remember, just the last one. It was a McTominay was sent off against Spurs. Was that was that changed in game? Was that reversed in game? It was, yeah. When he flicked, was. yeah. Was oh, that reversed yeah. in game? Or were you know? Did you know you finished that game with ten men? Or because there was I more after one that? Yeah, I can't even remember that. He that was awesome. out and hits on the oh, so many bad ones. Like fucking yeah. the fact that they were just changing all the decisions. And someone said, someone said earlier, getting like it was unbelievable. Someone said earlier, the Suchek, the Suchek red card at Fulham. Do you remember? Yeah. It's literally too many, Gav. You're right. We could do a whole. Uh, we got. Uh, we we should we should make a list, uh, an absolute list of this. What happened uh, there again? Suchek is is in the box. He's waiting for. Uh, there's a free to be taken, yeah. and someone grabs a short, and he, he puts. He goes to. I think he goes shake to just him off shake him off and hit your man, but doesn't even know he's barely knows he's fucking not there. Even looking, yeah. And um, your man red cards him. Mike Dean, not Mike Dean. Yeah, Mike Dean. No, Mike Dean was the ref, and they they it just went. No one even appealed. I don't think. And <laughs> Mike Dean gets a shout, go over and have a look at that. And he yeah. went over and played. And you know what they all say when they're going over, they're being told, "Yeah, get him off." Get was Marsh Martial was sent off against Spurs or Old Trafford. Wasn't that at the corner? Yeah, the well, no, you can't, you can't put your, you can't put your 
you can't no, get some, a player. No, someone was saying Marshall, he's probably getting you mixed up with, with the other game. And, and your no, the McTominay. Yeah, he the no, McTominay with the finger at Sanzoi, yeah, when you pushed him off. That was only at the end of the season, wasn't it? That was... Yeah. Yeah, well, look, as I said, we we should do a yeah, list and yeah. have a good laugh about them suddenly. Yeah. Um, right. 2026. Right. I just want the name of a player. Name of a player. I don't want to, I don't want this fucking live story, right? <clears throat> the player to watch next season in the Premier League. He could be in the Premier League or you feel he will be in the Premier League come the start of next season. So you're making a bit of a prediction here if you want to. Um, Keith, player to watch next season in the Premier League, please. Bubakari Samari. Okay. Leicester. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he, uh, I got let Grizz go last because he's, he's deep in tall. Uh, yeah, Shawnee. I missed this one. <laughs> uh, Florian Balagun. Yeah. Okay. Um, Arsenal. Yeah. Youngster yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, really Nagab says Bendia. Um, Mac One says Rafinha or Jota. This. Um, Kutsambas says Mbappe. Oh, I know where he's going with that. Kevo Sullivan feels that Pedro Gonzalez, Gonzalez, is that the way we say it now? Yeah. Um, he feels he will be in the Premier League next season and he's one to watch. Grace, come on. Trent Alexander Arnold. Oh, like, I like it a lot. Uh, Mac Wood says Phil Jones. And Antio Chill says Powdance of Wolves. Nah, Love pile of piss. Field. Yeah. Um, James Little says Van Dyke. Uh, Martinelli at Arsenal says says uh, Norman, I think it was. Um, Free World says sadly Sancho. It looks like he might be um, that imminent deal that's going on 14 months. Looks uh, like it might be yeah, happening. Still, um, still imminent. A report out with Germany today suggests that he hasn't been a bid at all, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, right. I think that's all the questions done. I think we've done well there. Now, What's been, last question, the most important one of the night, what's been your favourite moment on the Fatback 4 this season or indeed something you've watched on the day trippers? Um, Keith, have you got a favourite moment? Do you know what, right? The, we've done a lot. Oh, sorry. Of fun. Um, pe- people people in the chat control if you in now and we have five yeah. minutes. Go. Um, we've done some good stuff this year, but to me, the funniest um, was when we were doing the quizzes and Grizz became an impressionist and some of the wee haggis and all this other stuff that he's come out with just had me in stitches. So I think Grizz's impressions in the quizzes this year has been tops for me. Okay. Well, uh, I, I, elaborate I, on it. Yeah. I, go on, elaborate, because I, I don't want to steal your thunder. When it was Grizz and Avi who... To be honest with you, the dynamic duo of that, like playing Laurel and Hardy, they are that <laughs> fucking great. Like Leo, uh, Leo Abby, Remo, Abby reminds me of Leo Gets of uh, Little Weapon, <laughs> and Grace just lashes him out of it. And Grace has to describe David Moyers. And the first word that comes out of David Moyers, Grace's mouth is. Um, um, Spanish <laughs> <laughs> and then we had we Mahagas and then fucking you know, it's amazing out. it's amazing <laughs> what pressure does to you though lads right you, it's easy for you like pressure when you're under pressure you say some of the stupidest shit and I couldn't for the life of me work out how to describe David Moyes <laughs> And it was hilarious because Abby was trying his best to rattle off serious guesses and was getting frustrated and Grizz was just giving him nothing. Just know what, we should go back and clip it up because it was... Oh, it we was, should. That, it oh, was I, genuine gold. Like, I, I wasn't on that. Was in stitches <laughs> laughing. 
I wasn't on that, and I edited it. No, for the fact that, look. Oh, no, I just want to say, I edited that show, because I edited all of them. And I just said to the lads, anything I need to clip, they just get into trouble. They were like, no, it's perfect. So I just clipped the end, clipped the beginning, threw everything together, put it out there. And the next day, I was walking at home, and I stuck it in my ear as a download. And I have to say, there was tears coming out of my eyes. Uh, Abby was absolutely Samir says when Gav said fat back for show I don't know what that means back on Sunday and Grace shouting that he doesn't want Fabinho at the back on Sunday Avi diving medal oh my god that was amazing that was a, we'll oh, get to that in a minute yeah, yeah. David Cockwamble cute and we haggis um, is, uh, is, is one how, uh, what have you got Shani there you had the other ones um, the uh, rampant 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 rabbit on the forum oh the clean film yeah was it I used to yeah. pick off y'all of me sitting around the next morning. And have, so like you, I just had her on in my years and all you can, all you can hear is all of a sudden is the boys giggling away in the background. You're thinking, what's going on here? <laughs> and then I flicked up the window and this, the comment is on the screen and everyone is just in convulsions. There's so many, Gav. Like you think about, remember when we were down there, it just feels like one big long year. Remember when we were down, we were down the, the drafts and the, uh, Someone said they were bringing in Shane Long to flick on balls for Ronaldo. No, it was it was Shane. It was Ronaldo flicking on balls, long balls for Shane Long to chase in the channel. Yeah, in the channel. Yeah, uh, Muhammad Jogi says Gav. Um, Gav googling Sophie Rose. Oh, that was the night um, we were picking the me and Keith were in the um, the fan TV eleven. Um, that was that was mental. Somebody says okay. somebody somebody said earlier. Um, solid Easter eggs. I think solid Easter eggs might have been last season. I don't think it qualifies. Um, Freewood says Abby with the Tom the Tom Daly answer had me in fucking fits because the question was, wasn't it? What color medal? What color medal? Tom Daly win, and he just shouted dive a medal, which was fucking outrageous. Um, and and it was it was a quick fire. Was it a one minute round or something? And they were running out of time, and he just kept shouting diving. Diving, yeah, diving. what's wrong with that? What's wrong oh, with that? That was a fucking when when, when when Gav gave me the uh, the keys to the kingdom when he told me to host one f- show, oh, the Friday fr- Friday Friday night forecast, and the Peter, Red Hills. I lost Peter, my camera. <laughs> Peter Smith having full bomb combos with his missus. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, he is one hundred percent gonna get a bang of a sweeping brush on live oh, on stream yeah. one night. There's nothing sure of that. Uh, Bill says it's when Grizz started calling people Simon when he was thinking. Of course, we did go through that period where he just called everybody Simon. Um, this is what this is one of my favorites. Olivier stitching up Gav, and do you know what? I was so devastated at this, but it was fucking brilliant, and I still give Olivier um stick over it. When he told me that Paul Pesky Salido was on, his face was on a coin in Canada because he's that famous. And I was fucking amazed. I thought it was great. And it turns out he's not on a coin. And I was just, oh, I was so fucking heartbroken. I wanted a Paul Pesky Salido coin, but Olivier absolutely like stitched me up. Miss that slack a lot. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. So I told Grizz to host the show one night and he said, No problem, what do I have to do? I literally, I literally kept it so simple that you had to press three buttons at the start and three buttons at the end. I said, Forget everything in the middle, we'll we'll do away with this this week. And I was getting messed going, Are you seeing this? And I went on and the lads are Joe Wayman, I think, was on that night. Um I'm not too sure who else. And I literally went on and all I could see was a pair of fucking legs with these like heels on it. They look like fucking sharks or something. I don't know what they were. And I was like, What the fuck's going on here? And Grizz is just talking away as if there's nothing going on. It was absolutely brilliant. Professional. Uh, 
yeah, Ali, Ali says when Coppish got skilled in the quiz, second leg, imminent. As imminent as that San, Sancho transfer, I think. But we're still waiting, boys. Um, can well, we guys, see Liz do the, do the Deutsch impression? Guys, guys how, how can we forget? Actually, I can because I've lost my voice at the moment, so I'll probably it. do it better. No, no, but how can we forget, Keith, when you was hosting and it was Shawnee and, was it Shawnee and Gav versus me and Avi? And the question was, who 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 won the Grand National? Something something, right? And it's my wow. question. And Avi's shouting in the background. Yeah. Oh, I know this one. And I said, Avi, hold your horses. Pardon the pun. It's my question. He goes, Yeah, but I know it. I know it. I, I know it. it. It's that energy drink. Avi, I remember this so clear. Avi shouts out the answer. And Grizz hits the roof and he goes, he goes, you didn't know that. Grizz goes, it's the only fucking horse I know. It's the only horse I've ever fucking heard of, Red Rum. Red Rum, that's the one. And and Keith was like, oh, well, that's blown it. You know, you've given the answer away. And he didn't know what he He had done still. He thought he was wrong. The fucking prick. And I've got to tell the the people, it's natural. It's natural. Nilo's air guitar story. So, so <laughs> Nilo's Nilo's air guitar story is I don't even know what show it's on, but my God, um, I've watched it and I've listened I'm, to it. I don't know any, anyone who's watched through the years, but now Nilo like could literally write a book of little limericks of these stories yeah, that he has. Mental. He's he's one of the most genuinely funny people you'll ever meet in your life. Yeah. And you know when he's telling you something that happened, and when yeah, I was yeah. listening to that, I was literally in the it was in the queue for the shop waiting to go in and the tears are rolling down my eyes going down. I had a mask on me and you could see everyone turning around looking at me. And the worst part is you actually need to be visibly watching the joke, but I yeah. knew the way Nilo was. Yeah. His mask yeah. sent him the guitar lessons. From the guitar. The guitar. So I don't, I, I must look up, that's a forum show, so I'm sure, and Nilo's only been on three or four, yeah. so I'm easy enough. And I know it's late enough in the game. It wasn't that, um, well, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Big Joe losing his internet connection and his contact oh, lens a couple of weeks ago. I was ago. crying. Um, Absolutely crying. But, but you had to anyone, watch that. You had to watch that as opposed to like listening to that as a podcast. You had to watch that. Yeah. But um, the Nilo one is, is so fucking funny because people remember the air guitar, but they forget the bit before it where he the went to a uniform. school. He went to a school and there was like a terror on the, on the school uniform as the symbol or the emblem or whatever, the, the logo. And you could buy it with it stitched in or you could buy a patch. And his ma wouldn't buy either. She sent him across the road to the neighbor and she, she tried to put the tower onto the, onto the jumper using wool, right? And it came out looking like, um, it's just, he said it came out looking like a, like a flaccid, um, penis, right? So that was grand. That was the first bit of, but the second bit was the, the air guitar and going to guitar lessons for, with no guitar because his man said if you like it I'll buy you a guitar and, and the funniest bit about it was is that not only was he playing air guitar but your mom was showing him what he was doing wrong and Neil was trying to adjust <laughs> with an air guitar it was so fucking funny oh, yeah, um, on that, <laughs> someone, uh, so, someone Jamie, says Keith Jamie playing home. EastEnders playing EastEnders on the Tim Whistle um, Jamie yeah, Hall doing a quiz and eighty percent of the answers not being oh, the right man. answers. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. When Jamie, when Jamie, when Jamie done the quiz and he he picked um, 
I don't know what, what website you picked for the answers, <laughs> but they were all wrong. Fucking me. I was going oh. mad. I was like, this. We oh. were doing the quiz and um, people, no, I think that's wrong. And there was obvious questions and all. And like, no, Jamie, that's definitely fucking wrong. And he just played lost ahead. Yeah, that was quality. All right. That was so, like, there's so many little gems. Like, you, you kicked her up this year, Gavin. The show's on nearly every day of the week. There's always something going in there. Like, the boys are going on about there. I literally, I stopped doing podcasts in my sitting room because everyone was going on about a fucking tree that wasn't real for, <laughs> yeah. for about six weeks. Yeah. Uh, there's just so many little things. I'm like, not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I found Gav's rant with Shawnee a few weeks before the end of the season, the facts one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, la- that was, I was laughing inside. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I knew nah, you guys were serious, but behind, inside I was like, this is fucking mad. No, Gav's coming out with facts. It was a and- there was a better one though. There was a better one where we kicked off a show one night and we literally started. <laughs> and Grizz said something and Shiny went, You reckon, yeah? And me and Keith literally sat there for five minutes, yeah. like drinking cans while you two went absolutely rational. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um that was that Boys, was, that the was case good. is having realised I'm I have the emotional intelligence of a boiled egg. I really don't <laughs> it's not there with me. I just lose it, you know. I'm that's the way I am. I've always been that way. I see people giving out about me all the time, but I'll never apologise for who I am. Nah. Um, David no, Evans mentioning the bin men's and Robin Catholic converters. Yeah. Because that was huge. Um, I, I still think, one, I still think, so, I still think some of the funniest was, um, the funniest for me was, was Peter Smith. And he was going on on a rant about yeah, was the player. A rant, and his missus just came in, didn't give a shit. He was on a podcast, they're having a go, and he's trying to do it, and he's trying to look at her going, yeah, Grant, Grant. And at the same time, she's absolutely hammering him, and we, it was so fucking funny. Like, the lads literally clipped it the life out of that and still framed it and sent it to him. He absolutely got, he got hammered. Um, That's the best one of the luck I've... Yeah, yeah away from you saying that. And we, leave, we leave, probably leave her on this, and I just want to have a little word on that before we go, and I won't keep us too much longer. But away from the memorable moments, there's also the memorable things that you guys are setting up to fundraising for great causes. I said it before, um, we don't do it. We don't do it for people to say you're great for doing that. We do it because the two we've done, one already we've done, and two that... um two that were in the middle of they they take they take up so much of our time they they literally take our focus and we've no issue with it taking our focus Keen hopefully now is you know will be able to get the medication and the help he needs after going through a horrendous start to his, his young yeah. life and and Sienna now we're going to work as hard as we possibly can for as long as it takes to get her to that total to get her to America but Kieran, that's that's a lovely um, few words from yourself um Red Steve, overhaul your bollocks by Manscaped when you were talking about squad overhaul after the Newcastle game. Um, yeah, that was a good one as well from Red Steve. Um, but listen... You know, uh, you know this as well, Gav, a lot of the moments we have starts with the chat, starts with yeah. people yeah, being interacting something, something and says something. Yeah, coming exactly. in there. You light the fires, you come in. So it's just unbelievable to see so many... Because I remember when we were on Periscope and you'd see this few, same few names and there's still a few of them knocking around. Hey, guys, do you remember the so guy? I haven't seen him in the chat anymore. Do you remember the guy I blocked and unblocked about 15 oh, times yeah. in one show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the chat was like, right, I'm going to block him after that opinion. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. 
I can't remember no, the guy's it, name, but shout out to that fella. He was, was Barry, De- Barry Devon, he says, reaching 10K is a big moment also. Unreal content throughout the year and bigger and better each year. Yeah, listen, we said it before. You keep liking, keep sharing, keep spreading the word and keep supporting us, our sponsors, wherever it might be. In whatever way you can, we'll keep doing it. We'll keep going and keep going and keep going. And as I said, we're, we're working so fucking hard this summer to make this even bigger and better. I promise you. Um, every single day we're working hard to make this bigger and better. Um, and so, to the, yeah, please, God, next season... We can all get together somewhere and and do something where because yeah. it's nice to put faces names, names to faces, you know what I mean? Whatever yeah. they're, you know what I'm saying. I'm not bleeding. Yeah. What's your man's name that does fucking catchphrase? It's not, it's not my gig. <laughs> but uh, it would be nice, and hopefully we could do something like that along yeah. the line because those types of things are are great, you know what I mean? And the last time we all got out together was the night we we lifted the trophy. So yeah. Hopefully, because I know a lot of the people are around, so yeah, nice to do that, that's like one that. of our big things for next season is to um to well a big thing is is going getting back over to Liverpool to watch games and and go for points with with lads that are involved with us and people that are coming to games or whatever it might be, and also to do something in Dublin where people can get plenty of notes, come over, have a night out with us. We might we don't know whether we do a live show or just go on the lash. Go on the lash is probably the better option, but we'll we'll absolutely try our best to do that. Before we go though, um. The merchandise range, as I said, go and have a look at lfcdt.com forward slash shop. New designs going up every couple of days as quick as we can, I suppose. Um, and we're trying to bring them. Anyone that's got stuff already has said the, the quality is really good. They're really happy with it. Um, so go and have a look there. But the biggest one, the biggest thing if you're on there um, on our website is lfcdt.com forward slash Sienna. And in there, you can see how to get onto her GoFundMe. You can, if you're walking 5K, running 5K, you do it with your family, on your own, friends, wherever it might be, check the, the 5K challenge out. 20 euros for yourself or your family, whatever. 20 euros, do what you want. But 20 euros, walk 5K, let us know about it and let's get, get that going as well. And of course, all the merchandise on her own part of our um, merchandise site. And every single bit of profit from... The Sienna range will go to Sienna, plus every single penny we make in June from air merchandise, YouTube, downloads, whatever it might be, is going to Sienna as well. So um, please go and have a go at that. Um, anything else before we go, Shani? No, all good. Um, again, like, I know we kind of closed out. This feels like a bit of a, a close up of the season, but thanks everyone for coming along every week to then you have Grace, Keith and Gav, three wall courses. Like it's a pleasure to do the show every Sunday. Uh, we have some cracking. I believe that next year we're gonna go on again to another level. Uh look, let's call a spider spider. I write air content above anyone else's. It's unfiltered. It's not the same screamy shite. We're not on here telling you every other week that Mbappe is pending, all these other things are pending trying to get people to come in. We come in here, we're like a chat. Everyone's welcome. We have the bit of crack. We talk football. We bite the nose off each other. We had pulled stuff up on stuff they said six months ago. We do all that. We're just all lads on here having a bit of crack, having a chat. It's just great. It's been a, it's been great. It's been a great year in a shite, in a shite time. This has been a great platform for us all to get on here. And uh, the quizzes, the drafts, having the chats it, I know for a fact it's helped me when I had fuck all else to do and it's great yeah 
Matt Sweeney um, unfilters is what makes us, says David Lennon. Um, Matt Sweeney says you'll put yourselves in the same bracket as any well-known LFC pod. It's his favourite. And listen, that's, that'll do for us. That'll absolutely do for us. Um, if if that's what you and others think. Keith, anything else before we go? No, it's uh, as Sean, he said, you know, it does feel like we're closing out the year. The season is over. We look forward to next year. But, you know, Sunday at 10 for the Fatback Four, it's always a pleasure. It's never a chore. Little bit of poetry for us. Oh, it's brilliant. I love that line. Yeah, you, that? You, I was waiting for the Tim Whistle to come out and the Glen Roll team tune to fucking play us out this there. Week's <laughs> po- this week's podcast is sponsored by Seamus Heaney. WB Yates. What we bring to the table. I know. Uh, uh, anything, oh, <laughs> <laughs> anything else before we go, Chris? No, it's look, what Shawnee said was absolutely spot on. And and I'm what I'm going to say is I, I genuinely mean this. Like, look. I've managed to to fluke my way onto many shows on YouTube. Honestly, I have. Absolute spoofer. Absolute spoofer. And I've blagged my way into so many shows. And everyone knows all the platforms I'm on, whatever. But without a shadow of a doubt, come Sundays, 10 p.m., chatting to these guys is the best part of my whole week. I always look forward to it. I hate cancelling it, even though Gav fucking doesn't talk to me for about three days. But it's only when I literally can't make it or something. And and the reason for that is because we're absolutely natural. What you see on screen with us is exactly how we are off screen. The fights, the arguments, the debates, the opinions, the difference of opinions. Exactly what Shawnee said. We we rip each other offline as well. And it, we carry it on to online as well. We don't we don't hold back. We don't we're not trying to create something or create chemistry that isn't there already. And I, hopefully that comes out in the, in, in what people see and listen to. And this has been an awkward season and it's been an awful season for so many things. But I think it's like, it's like, you know, someone says therapy, we actually call it, you know, come Sunday for some therapy, uh, you know, and it's, it's been therapeutic for myself as well. Never mind for anyone listening and watching and, yeah. You know, as, as 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 you guys said, bigger thing, bigger be- bigger and better things to come next season as well. And yeah. all the other contributors as well. There's been so many yeah. who've who've jumped on. Chris Breck, there's been so many. There's been Anthony Point. There's been lads coming on doing pods here and there. Just and they all make you. You know what I mean? It's a group where nobody subtracts. Everyone is Adam, yeah. and and that's the main thing. Even everyone in the chat. There's no dickheads in the chat every other week coming in here screaming like bleeding babies every week. Everyone is that balanced. You can see some people are upset. It's all very real. It's great. And then the the main fella there, the top left, the the workhorse, Gav, who bursts his bollocks to I'm an bollocks. unbelievable level. Like people yeah. don't realise no. the walk that fella puts in. It's 24-7, 365, and he deserves all the praise he gets. And without him, as Conor McGregor said, the whole fucking ship sinks. Yeah, Couldn't there is no ship. Without him, there is no ship. No, well, look, as simple uh, as that. And he hates oh, it, and it's great. I fucking he hate it. it. Uh, yeah, I do. But look, um, listen. It, this kind of puts us at the end of the season officially now um, on the fat back four. We're going to look forward now instead of backwards. And you know, even this week we have got we have a forum tomorrow night. We have a midweek fix with an interview. I think coming up this week we have a transfer agenda show. Chris is back with his one of his European shows on Friday, and we, we'll be back here again next Sunday. But all we can say is that throughout the summer we're going to throw loads of different stuff at you because look, there'll be people out there and they'll bring you out stuff and you'll 
conversations over conversations. We're going to have a laugh. We're going to have drafts. We're going to have quizzes. We're going to have transfer stuff. We're going to bring whatever we possibly can. You're going to see, um, you're going to see some new faces as the summer goes on. And hopefully those faces will continue on into next season because we plan to have more shows than this year um, on a weekly basis. That's our plan. We plan for it to look and sound better. We plan to have the studio back up and running. We've loads of stuff that we're trying to do. It's a short window we're trying to do within, but we're going to do everything we possibly can. And as I said, um, as I said, just like, just share, just spread the word and just support us in whatever way you can, however little, however big that is to you. Um, just please do that. And as I said, we will keep going and going and going because we are, we're a stubborn shower of fucks when we want yeah. to be. So, Someone's asking about the reunion audio. That's coming out the week after Dr. Dre detox. So listen, <laughs> listen, um, the only way, the only way that reunion audio comes out, I don't even think it's available anymore. I don't have it. I can promise you that. But the only way it comes out is um, at my wake when I'm dead because I don't want to be around when that comes out. It's, it's seriously, it's, you just don't. But look, that's been it. That's been the fat back forward. Sorry for keeping you so long. Congratulations to um, who, who won it? Oh, right. AC five eight one four on the PlayStation Five. Congratulations to David Collin and actually Oliver on the Liverpool jerseys for the Predictor Eight stuff. Get on Sienna. Make sure you go and help her out in whatever way you can. She has a dedicated page on her website, which will give you a link to every way you can you can absolutely support her. Make sure you do that. Make sure to check out Manscaped for your dad. And um, I think that's about it. Um, yeah, that's it. Over and out. Good luck. Sports Social Podcast Network.